They do say there's no such thing as bad publicity. And do you want to know who said that? Max Clifford. So <laughs> whenever anyone says that, say, yeah, Max Clifford said that. And where is he now? <laughs> Welcome to the final episode of Black in a Box podcast of 2021. <laughs> and we're still talking about the world as told by black faces in white spaces. How are you, Dom, having given us a little spoiler into what you already think of this year? <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm very much like everybody else, just trying to get to the end now. Um, work is slapping me. The house is slapping me. It seems like everything is coming from every di- every different di- direction. But we're getting there. We are slowly getting there. Alana, I am good. I am sitting in a pool chair in a room in Palm Springs. So you know, <laughs> life is looking up for me. Sick of you already. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not sitting in the pool. Yeah, that would be too much. I'd kick you off the call. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a a sickener. And Jello, finishing out the year with your busiest time of the year. Yeah. Um, As a reviewer, uh, there's a million shows that you can go to see, but I've also uh, got a show that starts on Thursday, Rapunzel. I am playing... Uh, Mayor Gothel. Looking forward to that. Uh, it will be over and done by the time this comes out. So I'll just say it was honestly some of the best acting that people have ever seen. Um, so uh, that's good to good to know. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing good, man. You are you are moving like Mariah Carey, just dominating culture every Christmas. <laughs> what can I say? There might be one other thing as well before the end of the year. Who knows? Oh, okay. Here we go. (laughs) Like the idea of that. I guess we'll find out. It's been a funny year, hasn't it? But on a on a on a personal level, it was it's 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 been very good. Twenty twenty one has been very good to me, and it's quite difficult at the beginning of the year because I'd not actually I didn't see my parents due to sort of lockdown and things for like uh, must have been fourteen fifteen months. So that was quite Shan. So by the time I sort of, it was April, May time came around and I managed to see them. I thought like I was sort of into year and into things. So that, you know, that set me up pretty well. But I mean, looks, I, I was, I was, I am finally, I will say, one of the faces to watch 2021. And that's bam, bam, Go on, man. Booyakasha! Just blow my <laughs> mic out there. Did that mean death hey. to all white people when you were at school? Booyakasha, there was a rumour going around my school that it meant death to all white people. No, but obviously, like, people did test me enough that it could have. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, this is a podcast, so you can't see it, but he just muted his own mic straight after that. Like, there was a mic drop on that but um yeah i mean it's weird like yeah it's 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 been a a life-changing thing i'd say and 
it's not something you ever think is going to happen. Like you don't ever like sort of get into a job to be like in these lists, but it's good that people think that you know what you're doing and people value the contribution that you're making. And yeah, it was that, that really made my year. How did that um, come about? So it's, you basically referred, I believe for this process by two people from within your organization right um and like the more senior the better and then they've got to say like accounts you've worked on you give give example of work that you've that you've 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 done and things that you've to sort of validate that that um application process and then Mm -hmm. they go away and check it out and you sort of put against everyone else in that year and if you make it you make it if you don't you don't um the, the weird thing was that I, they told me that it was happening and I was obviously we were going on holiday uh, Dom mm. and I just I just ignored it because I thought it, someone was like having me on and then <laughs> I then got like a message later on whilst we were away just like you need to arrange this photographer to come around and, and sort this out and I was like oh right you should tell the truth so yeah it's it was, it's a very surreal experience like my LinkedIn experience is very different now than the day before this happened. Like people just constantly <laughs> on to me to ask me if I want to do stuff. Everyone thinks like I'm a video editor, so people keep asking, offering me a video editing jobs, which I might take one of these freelance <laughs> things and just really f- fuck up someone's whole shit. <laughs> say, well, you should have vetted me. <laughs> you should have vetted me. That's going to be ten grand. So yeah, so it's off the back of that, like lots of sort of opportunities and stuff um and yeah it's 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 a good thing it's a good thing so obviously i I, obviously i I work in social media and it's my job to sort of chart what's going on and what people are talking about in the conversations and my highlight of the year was in fact it was it was a it was a busy day because lots of things happened dmx died and Prince Philip, his death was also announced, and on that day, <laughs> black Black Twitter <laughs> coined the <laughs> coined the term gamouflage and changed changed all their like Twitter names to have like Union Jacks, St George's Crosses, uh, changing the names to things like, like Margaret and George and whatever, and started spelling really badly <laughs> to try and trick everyone else so they could talk about <laughs> Prince Philip's death without being like piled on by the population of Twitter and I, I haven't laughed that much which is, it sounds bad to say but I've not actually laughed that much in a day in a long time in a long, long time so The mad thing is the nine. second you said Prince Philip <laughs> I just started laughing and I couldn't remember why and it's that it's that that's the yeah. last, that's the enduring memory is Twitter from that day and if that means that I'm going to be struck down so be it it was funny it was hilarious man honestly this guy it's Pez it's at Perius PB he's on on, uh, on Twitter I found him his, his tweets of the day and it says many of the Marxist woke mob in caps have been casting doubt on my authenticity as the true caps, red-blooded Englishman, <laughs> Union Jack, St. George's Cross. Well, here's proof that Carling, full caps, 
run through my veins. I'll be making a full caps, full English using British eggs in memory of R, spelled A-R-E, Philip, Union Jack, St. George Cross, Union Jack, St. George Cross. And there's a picture of him in front of his house in a Red England rugby shirt holding a box of eggs and a pack of cards. <laughs> It's absolutely, it's absolutely hilarious. And he's tricked, he's tricked so many people. He's like, oh, you flag shagger. And he's put two right with spelt two, like just T-O. <laughs> Honestly, it's absolutely. <laughs> Where's Yorkshire tea? Next one's right here, mate. Only proper British full caps brew. And he's taking a picture of his Yorkshire tea. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't. But there's been many moments like that this year. And it's just, you know, in moments of sadness, sometimes you've just got to snatch a bit of uh, bit of humour. Alana, you've had a dope year. I did. I have had a dope year, yeah. Um, oh, to be honest, I've been putting my, like, you know, nose to the grindstone more this year. This has been, like, a really sort of trying to make moves personally this year. So even though I did follow a lot of moments publicly there's not one that really stands out to me but just in terms of like the personal year that I've had I just made at the beginning of the year like the decision to finally start doing one of the things that I'm really passionate about so I've always been you know into my fitness into my music and into my performance um and I finally get to combine all of those things into one so I got a job as you know being a cycle instructor at an amazing club um and i've been doing that and that's something that happened at the beginning of this year and i've just gotten so much joy from it you know like i, I actually i guess i should say in the beginning one of the best moments was like i was so nervous and had such big imposter syndrome when i first started because it was something that i hadn't really ever done before and I think I just put so much weight on it and I just you know all those thoughts of like oh what if I fail what if I like stand in front of this class at this really prestigious gym and I forget what I'm doing (laughs) and I just like make a complete fool of myself so like the first best moment shortly after just getting the call back that I had gotten the job was actually like getting through that long period of time of just having like a mini panic attack before every class that I taught yeah Um, And getting over that performance anxiety and just like really finding the joy in it and like letting go. And to be honest, I think that that experience really triggered like a whole year long process and journey of me uh, learning not to be such a perfectionist and kind of letting things Mm. go and like really, really just finding the joy in things and also being more of service. Because one of the things that just got me through is focusing like, okay, not so much on me and what I'm doing, but more on like, how can I just pay attention to what's happening to the people in front of me and make sure that they're having a good time and, you know, executing everything safely. So that was a great moment. And I think it all ended actually in my last uh, classes that I taught before coming back to, uh, before being on leave now, (laughs) one of the playlists that I really, that I put together um, that I was really excited about after the class, people came up to me and they were like, are you a DJ? Are you in music? Like, do you do something? (laughs) And someone was was like, you, he said verbatim, you were born to be a DJ. And I was like, that 
has made my life. And then shortly after that, us four went to celebrate my birthday early at Hip Hop Brunch London. Shout out Hip Hop Brunch London, where it's hip hop mm-hmm. only music, hip hop only karaoke. Your girl was coaxed into going on stage, performing <laughs> a little Lil Wayne. And uh, basically, by the people's vote, I'm a certified G and rapper. So I think this is, that might actually be the highlight of my year, is winning, winning hip-hop karaoke. So it all, uh, I think I'm being pushed into a new musical direction, is what I'm getting. Performance direction, hype girl. What do you guys think? <laughs> what what part of you was coaxed to go up there? You you were planning on doing it the entire day. Well, I was thinking of doing it, and then remember, like I didn't. They were like, uh, "Okay, we've cut it off. We're not doing it." And then Dan actually was like, "I'm gonna leave early, unless you're about to do a song." So that was the trigger for me to be like, "Okay, shit, I have to ask if I can do the song." <laughs> I was I was never gonna leave early. I we just needed to get you onto the thing. I think you were always going to do it. It was just like there was a few trash people <laughs> on oh my before you, and I was saying to your man, I said, to, I'm like, I was like, bro, you got to cut this out. You got to cut this out. And then I can't remember what song came on, but I was like, the the person who was on the stage. I was like, she is not about to do this song right now, or we're gonna rush the stage. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 don't worry. He's just playing. He's just playing. The DJ's just playing the song. It's like good because the, there's going to be hard hours coming out of that microphone. And yeah. Then people oh, are not what was Wasn't it fucking song? problems? <laughs> Hold on. Is yeah. this, was this the track where uh, Alana's other half caught me and my sister watching them with intensity? No, that was when they were singing. Um, say you love me. Say you love me. That was Blue Control. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best Instagram story I've ever been oh. caught in because I don't think any of us knew we were being filmed. <laughs> I think if we can just if we can actually I'm gonna get that Instagram story from Nick and repost it so that it's always in my archive and I'm just gonna randomly put it up. We need to make it a meme because to be honest, on an impersonal level, that story is probably my favorite moment of twenty twenty one. Just Angelo and his sister hard judging people on stage. Because <laughs> that was horrible. Absolutely horrible. That was horrible. so good. That was so good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, so I think those are like my favorite personal moments, which is like first the achievement of starting to actually be paid to do something that I love and then doing it and finding out like, oh, actually I'm really passionate about it and then getting the feedback that it's something that I'm meant to be doing um, while being of service to other people has just been like such a joy. Go on, man. I'm buzzing yeah. for you. I knew, we knew how much it meant for you to be doing the um, to be doing the spin classes and whatnot, and to move into the fitness industry. So that was wicked to see. Onwards and upwards, we keep going, we keep climbing. Thanks, man. I do feel like it was was it a year ago? Maybe not quite a year ago. It's I think. It, you you'd stated there was a stated intention for you to yep. make that progress, and I just think you always got to take your heart off to people who do that, who are willing mm-hmm. to say, "I'm wanting to do this, I'm wanting to make this change," because it's never easy, and you never the journey's never finished either. So 
to mm. say you're going to go out and do this and then make that progress. And it's quite nice that like, your second moment was like, was your birthday because it was almost like that was your victory lap, eh? Like once you've, once you, you've got to celebrate the successes, that's not you saying, okay, well, I'm exactly where I want to be. It's just, you know, enjoying that, uh, that particular marker to, to show how far you've come. Angelo. Yeah, I mean, kind of it's amazing how the last two years have felt like 25 years. Um, because when I was going through, I was like, oh, I did the pod with Chedu this year. Great pod. You should definitely, uh, if you're listening, go back and listen to it. Where Chedu Araka, who is one of the, I think one of the best artists that's kind of, definitely the best unsigned artist in the country, um, was talking about his journey through the music industry. Um and that was just an amazing uh, conversation. This year, also in terms of highlights, um, one of the publications that I write for uh, did an episode on uh, race uh, in within the theatre industry. Um, and getting to write for that was a real highlight. But actually, the highlight wasn't what I got to write. It was getting to see... <laughs> The Facebook comments from <laughs> Uni and Jack, I love my nan, 666. <laughs> the horrendous spelling, you know, the kind of, well, why, why, why are they trying to put race in everything? And, you know, there's loads. And every time they use the word there, it's just kind of like rolling a dice to see which spelling they're going to go for. Um, and, and it was so beautiful to see kind of, a proof of concept so uh immediately realized we kind of do an episode that kind of says you know maybe there's more to be said about race and immediately being hijacked by the um i'm so angry because i can't see race except when people talk about it and they don't need to talk about it because we're a rainbow nation um in terms of uh personal highlights I th- is uh, dom alluded to at the start or maybe it was dan um a lot of good stuff has just happened in the last few months for me. So, uh, written on a written on a big project, uh, which will hopefully be out by the time this podcast happens. Uh, being in um, the this uh, panto has just been so much fun, and it's just been lovely to be kind of uh, in a space where I'm just very much appreciated for my acting skills I think I've said to you both before that I uh all, all three of you before that kind of I want to be able to do be recognized as both and so to have a big writing project come out and have a an acting project come out is uh is great and then just like a highlight for me was just the month of November um because obviously uh I was down in London for my birthday I was down for Dom's and I was down for uh uh, Alana's as well, and I and I must say, Uncle Ray fucked up your birthday for me, Dom. <laughs> Uncle Ray and his dastardly nephew just did terrible, Lord, terrible things. Although not as terrible as what it did to shout out my little sister, who I know was in problems. And I believe Alana, she ended up uh, staying at yours. Yeah, she came back. <laughs> we ended up just chatting absolute shit for about six hours and then it was like 3 30 and she was like so i'm just gonna get an uber two hours back to my home and we we're like you're definitely not gonna do that at 3 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and then just um some like i've kind of i'm big into tiktok 
uh, and just a couple and a couple of creators I really wanted to shout out. One is uh, Brandon Clinton, uh, also known as Mister Thirty. He does um, these sketches where he's a uh, uh, a coach pointing out, like doing video analysis. And any of you that have ever played sports, whatever, where you do video analysis, it's painful how accurate he is. And he's just got this one phrase where he kind of highlights somebody's mis, uh, like uh, shortcomings, and just goes, you know. I wanted him to make the tackle, but he's really not an athlete. And if you've ever played <laughs> any level of sport, just be told oh, that you're really not that an on athlete. Saturday. There's nothing more cutting. And then uh, simply say, oh, like just like I think I think we all follow her. Um, mm. Just an amazing poet and comedian who's got uh, actually got the same. Uh, represented by the same agency that represents the cabs family actually let me get this straight so because you think that i made a mistake even if i did not at the time realize you're telling me that i must now apologize hmm? my dear that is your own opinion she won't have a bell my apologize she me it is not your big heady father's mother that is sorry but actually you mean no i am sorry that you feel that way um, and I just think her career is going to go from strength to strength. The last poem that she did about um, the Omicron virus and the UK response to it, it's when people can do that thing of being funny but making a serious point, that's that's where I become interested. Um, and then just shout out Yanis Antetokounmpo because uh, the Greek freak did big things in winning a title for Milwaukee and I just I just love to see it. Um, I, I also had... Uh, the rise of Simply Say Dan, and I'm just proud of that for so many different reasons. And one is like the mainstreaming of uh, distinctively, like distinctively, like distinctive humor about the diaspora. About that mm-hmm. is is to make that universal, but be so on the nose about about. What, what aunties are like is that's like something I've never seen before, and um, yeah, it's it, it's just refreshing that you can make that kind of comedy and and it's starting to to get out there and cross over now. Dom, wham, yeah, twenty twenty one. I can't wait to the back of it, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it it's, it's had its ups and downs. That there have been a lot of very funny moments. I think it's definitely one of the the funniest years on memory and I can't remember laughing quite so much. I mean when you just um Jello mentioned Yanis, it got me thinking back to um one of my favourite sporting moments of the year and one of my favourite content creators. So Mark Phillips. Yes, RDC way. World. Yes. <laughs> yeah, RDC yes. World. And it's when James Harden moved to the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden went to the Nets yeah. So it's James Gaines and Kyrie? Yeah. I'm 36. I'm 36. Why is it always everybody versus me? I'm not Thanos. <laughs> I'm 36. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, when in the video he says, I'm not Thanos, that <laughs> will never not make me laugh. That will never not make me laugh. His content is so, so incredible every single time. And I think that has been one of the best things that's come out of the last couple of years. And certainly this year is just the amount of talent that we're seeing come through on social media 
whether it's sport, whether it's music. I mean, Twitter just keeps getting better and better. Oh I think I've finally managed to get to a point where I've tailored my feed to not look so negative all the time. And usually I go on Twitter now for a little bit, a little bit of levity because it is, um, it's a, it's a wild world out there and it's just, it's just so incredible. And I think that as well, and I just mentioned music briefly, I think one of my other favourite moments of this year has to have been when Jadakiss was outside. This is Kiss! I'm outside! On Versus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside! <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I, When I found out that Dipset were going up against the locks, I, yeah... I got it wrong. <laughs> I got it wrong. <laughs> and I should have known better. I just got sucked into a couple of anthems. And if you'd have, if you'd have asked me beforehand to list a bunch of Diplomat songs versus Jada, Sheik, style songs, I know which list would have been longer, but somehow I still got sucked into thinking that, oh boy, and Dipset Anthem, <laughs> we're going to beat, we're going to beat Jadakiss and Styles P and Sheik, which is just madness. But I have it's, never. It's the, I can say it's the emotion, isn't it? You you attach the, it's the emotion and how you how you remember feeling at that time when you mm. were when we were outside. Yeah. Because we were. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there is just more. The fact the fact is there is more relatability in us uh, listening to sort of Dipset, like than there is like the locks. Locks were grimy. Mm. I was not a grimy guy. <laughs> I mean, I was so, like 13. You know, <laughs> exactly. So whereas things like we're going to make it, it's always going to cross over. You can just, you can just, oh boy, you just understand it. Cause you know, we we were yeah. a bit more of age at that time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that, that whole evening was, was just, it was banging. I mean, there's certain times when like hip hop is the biggest music in the world. And the certain times, certain events when it all comes together, especially for our demographic. So people that were really coming of age around the noughties and whatnot. And I think we do have such a strong voice on social media. And when something like this happens and it just unites everyone, I think it's, you always know that waking up that day, Twitter's going to be a ride. Um, so that was, that was unbelievable. Um, on top of that, I started running, which is, it's, it's mad. It's mad. I'm trying. I'm trying not to die, basically. So I started doing what I always associated as white people sports and activities, and they can they can live. They can live. Come white people. So I started cycling last year, um, and this year it was running. And I cannot tell you how many times I have made excuses about not wanting to run because of my knees. My knees can't hold it. I did actually have a knee injury this year, which was unrelated to running, but ran my first 5k in September, did my first 10k a couple of weeks ago, and I actually enjoy it, which is just, given where I was back in September, thinking that it was going to be a chore, assuming that I was going to hate it, to where I am now, absolutely love it, like running from Yans down in Tooting up to London Bridge, and like if you'd have told me that I could run that far, what, just a couple of months ago, I would have laughed because I wouldn't have thought that I'd have wanted to do that, but I'm actually actively enjoying doing it. So that has been a big, a big change for me, I think, and, and something that I've got to hold my hands up. Jan, you were right. You were right. And I'm better for it. 
2021 definitely, definitely had its ups and downs, but I think at times like this, I think Alana, you said you do something similar and I've done this for the last few years as well, is just basically do what we're doing now, but in note form in my phone. And every year I have my favorite moments, my favorite book, favorite music, etc. And no matter how seemingly tough or shitty or whatever that year's been, if you look back at that list a couple of years later, it's like, oh shit, that wasn't such a bad year after all. Yeah. There were wins in there. It was a good year. So I think it's it's always a pleasant exercise to do. I will say on the running thing, the, the thing that I like best about running is that it's it's just it's entirely self-contained like i know yeah. that i'm going to go and exercise for that amount of time mm. and it's like once i think that like your excuses kind of melt away like well i'll just go and do 5k and then a 5k might take you depending on how quick you are you're going to be outside the house like 20 to 30 minutes that's it and then if you want to do 10k you want to do a bit longer you're going to be outside the house 40 minutes to an hour and then that's like for me, that's it. And then I know I can listen to a podcast, or I can listen to some music. So it's not like even like it doesn't even doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. And it, like the, and I think it's really good when just when you're just getting started because you the, like you really feel the progress, eh? Like you can Real you can quick. tell how you're feeling more, and you it not not much bangs like getting good at something in real time. Yeah, it was oh. a bit mad. I remember because I when I did my knee injury playing basketball. I had to take, I mean, I still can't play basketball, but I had to take quite some time off running as well. And that first run that I did back, so the second run, in fact, I did a 5K and I was amazed, like my legs were really stiff, my body was sore, but my breathing was fine. I was like, I can't believe that the cardiovascular work that I've done the past few work, the past few months has had such an impact already. It's unbelievable. Do you think uh, 2021 v 2020 which is better who wore it best 2021 just because we were allowed outside a bit more 2020 was just fucking horrible in fact no january through march 2021 might have been the toughest three-month period of a lot of our lives i think just being in lockdown at the same time as the weather being as bad as it was Mm. the days being as short as they were it was just absolutely harrowing and I never, ever, ever want to go back into that situation again. So Omicron, Omicron or whatever it's called, Omicron, I better sort his shit out because I'm not doing that again. That Omarion. That Omarion. <laughs> Omarion, yeah. Poor Omarion. That's all I can say. He's Omarion will be loving it, man. His, his voice, his, his name hasn't been uttered for years and now he's trending on Twitter again. He'll be loving it. Well, it depends how you view being trending because of <laughs> something that everyone hates. The global pandemic. <laughs> they do say there's no such thing as bad publicity. And do you want to know who said that? Max Clifford. So <laughs> whenever anyone says that, say, yeah, Max Clifford said that. And where is he now? <laughs> wow, that's dark. Is it literally him that said it's- that? Yes. Oh it, no. It, it, people say this to me. I'm like, yeah, you re- like you remember who said that? They're like, nah, we just remember the quote. I was like, well, that's handy. That is very handy. Best album. I mean, <laughs> it, it was Little Sims, and I know everybody's got Little Sims. Family no go so far oh, in my lifetime. They be fine doing proper. No lie, lie. Give me strength. Let me prosper. Um. So I won't take Little Sims. 
Um, so uh, with, with with kind of acknowledging that Little Sims probably had the album of the year, uh, I fought long and hard about this, um, and I'm going to go with Jasmine Sullivan, Hotels. Ooh, I like that. That like slapped. That. that really slapped. That was very, that was extremely, extremely good. There were some other, I think, very, very good albums. Um, wait, wait, let me stop you there. Jasmine Sullivan and is it, who was it? Was it Scissor or Ari Lennox? Who was the track, Sit On It? Uh, Ari Lennox and she did them with Ari her Lennox. as well. That was it. I, she had me walking down the street almost talking about sitting on dick. <laughs> That's how hard that song slaps. I love that. I think that was one of the first albums I listened to this year. And it is still one of my favourites this year. It's a banging album. Um, so yeah, for me, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Hotels. And then others receiving uh, um, consideration. Uh, Genesis Awutu, uh, Smiling With Motif. Uh, very good album. Um, I mentioned Vince Staples' album before earlier in the year. I think that was a phenomenal album. Just, I just think well. he was in his bag. It grew. It definitely grew. Such, it was. It banged when it came out, but yeah. it was such a grow by the end of the year. I don't wanna die, but I will for the car. Following my pride like them pills, y'all be off. I hate when you hide, but you hate feeling lost. I hate every time that you ask, can we talk? Um, I think Take Me Home, Take Me Home is one of the best individual records I've heard this year. Uh, then also, uh, Dave, we're all in this together. I think the front half of that album is is untouchable I think the second half falls away I don't know if it even falls away though because the front half is so loaded uh, just got so much love and time for that and then Baby King the melodic blue the melodic blue is fire um, I know we kind of got overshadowed because it was like Kendrick's return but the melodic blue is a very 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 good album his voice grates on me a little bit after a while though I couldn't listen to it from back to front because of that and I've not had that before. Interesting. I feel like, yeah, with, with Keem, it's just, it's the cadence. Mm. It needs to like, mix it up. It's... <laughs> All right, we've had enough. And always right <laughs> at the top of his else. register as well. Just like bring it down a little bit sometimes. But he's capable of like of, of some really high spots. Yeah. Some really high spots to be fair to him. So there's, there's more to come there, but he needs to. For me, just needs to work on it a bit. But yeah, I mean, I, I, will, I will go next. I'm glad you. We're just going to take it to say that you said Little Sims there because the thing is, it's going to be awkward now if no one mentions her having you, you were going to, and then you just didn't. So we're just going to say you mentioned her. Um, so I had to. Uh, I would say. It would Sims would have been one of them, but we don't say that. Cleo Soul. Yeah, that was on my list as well. And then the one that I actually listened to the most, what just for a number of reasons. Fred again, actual life. Yeah. One. 
like that got a lot of play a lot of play he's he's he's, he's a he's a real ass musician mm-hmm. fred again is actually young, yeah one of my most played albums too young sort of blakey jamie xx things but just less blubstep which is good <laughs> <laughs> Definitely second Fred again, but um, in terms of album, my personal album of the year, it's not actually necessarily because of the musical quality, but more because of what I think it represents and just something that I'm happy to see. Um, But I'm going to say Montero, Lil Nas X, just because I really like what he's doing. And I actually did listen. This is one of the few albums I wanted to listen to and give a chance to listening front to back and I think whoever's working with him is doing something is creating a really interesting sound for him and he's got a lot of variety in it where he's got a bit of like country he's obviously got the hip-hop and rap he's got a bit of like this you know sort of emo mixed genre thing that young you know Gen Z rappers are doing right now um, and I just really like to see it and then obviously I just think his his level of trolling ability is just fantastic. <laughs> so I just, I really love what he's doing musically, uh, socially, publicly. Um, and then obviously just being an out black man who's like fully kind of coming into his strength as somebody who plays with sort of gender roles and, and things like that. I just think is like incredibly brave and um and I think he has, I actually think he's going to be very successful. Um, he's, he's definitely one to watch in the future, too. You've just, you've just said he's one to watch. He's one of the most popular artists in the but world. I mean, no, but you know, some people, they can, their, their star burns bright very quickly and fizzles out very quickly. I actually think mm. like he seems to have the work ethic and the right people around him to continue to progress i would hope you know i still think i mean obviously he had old town road was like a number one as well pretty quickly for like a thousand weeks or whatever it was but i don't think he'll be like a two album wonder the no. best thing i think if, if about I... little Nas x is how he can just effortlessly goad these purest old school rappers and mm-hmm. make them out themselves for the biggest that they are i, I think that is possibly <laughs> his biggest gift to music yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was a response to. I can't remember who it was a response to, but there was some. It might have been like Boosie or something, but he was like, <laughs> "Next person talking shit's gonna get their dicks sucked." <laughs> <laughs> I swear, Boosie must have. He must have notifications on the second so he puts good. anything out. Dom, final final word. I obviously had Little Sims. Obviously had Cleo Soul. Children of Zeus, I mentioned it it last time we did it. There it is. Banging album. Balance. I'm sick of talking about them because no one's listening. They're amazing. I mean, people are listening. Not enough people, Dan. Not enough people. And it hurts my soul. I think they get over a million listeners a month on Spotify. I just feel like... There's something for me uh, where they're too they're, they're too humble. Like they know how good they are, 
but they don't know how good they are. You know, like yeah, I like I would, I would be just rubbing that in everyone's faces, and they don't do it because they're like they, they are they grew up in this thing, they are students of the thing, and they can make effortlessly, like banging serious music, but I just it's just a bit too humble. It is for me. I I just checked Angelo. It's divide that by four. They're getting around two fifty k, which is I mean it's okay. When they released Balance, I was seeing so many big names tweet about it. Like even someone like Ty Dolla Sign was tweeting about it, and it's just like, like you say, that they need to just push it a little bit more, a little bit more. Shout about how good your product is because I'd put the album up against anything. Like the last two in particular, have done Travel Light and Balance. You struggle to find something as cohesive in black music and as like consistently excellent across the board as well. It's just. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. But I mean, the music on a personal level is unbelievable. And then another one, because I, I think the last quarter of this year has been pretty poor, if I'm honest, in terms of what's been released. I think we got to September and there wasn't really anything that I really enjoyed that came out after September. Um, so my last and favourite of the year was Isaiah Rashad, The House Is Burning. I just, that album is, is mad. It's mad. It's TDE, sonically, it's just delicious. And it's one for the vibers. And you know, you were saying, Dan, that you can't listen to music with too many lyrics in whilst you're working. Mm. For me, this is perfect because it's not lyrical miracle. It's just vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like there's only about two or three tracks on there where he's actually spitting. The rest of it, it's kind of like he's, it's, it's like, you know, when you get, when you get jazz musicians and artists and they're scatting, that's what I feel like he's doing on this. It's just, it's just riffing mm. with himself. It just happens to be vocally and, and with lyrics. It's, it's just unbelievable. I, I, I think that he's an important artist and I think he's another one who doesn't quite know the cultural imprint that he could have yet. Wicked artist. Tracks. So I've got four. I know which my number one is. Two of them aren't even from this year. But Essence, for some reason, <laughs> obviously because we weren't allowed outside last year, Wizkid Essence with Thames, the song of the summer, really. And I think on top of that as well, Jules and Soweto Blues. Kind of like the I'm a Piano vibe. Um, another British, I think he's, I'm not too actually sure where, I'm not actually too sure where in Africa he's from, but he's British born, wicked producer, and Soweto Blues is just a banging track. Another one that was released, I think it might have even been 2019, it's, it's a while ago, but we were allowed to play out again, and it just banged wherever it was. Um, and then, <laughs> honourable mention, I didn't know how good Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack were going to be together and I think they're absolutely brilliant and I love smoking out the window because I never thought I'd hear Bruno Mars talking about this bitch got me paying a rent paying for trips diamonds on her neck diamonds on her and I fucking love it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but my my number one record of the year and I, I don't even know if you guys have heard it i mean i'd assume so because i've shared it enough times but um one of the members from the internet patrick page the second and he had a single called whisper want my love from his album um i can't remember the name of it that dropped this year and i was really hoping that album would be amazing based on the strength of this track but it was just it was pretty average um but the one song it's got steve lacy applying the bass it's just one of those funky tracks that could have been released at any time in the last like 40 50 years it's just it's so so smooth um so yeah patrick page the second whisper is my track of the year um so actually like dom i i know that this track didn't technically i actually don't know when the single came out um but the album came out in 2020 but i don't think this track charted until 2021 and didn't have a video out until 2021 which is when i think i discovered it but this is a good days good day mama save to take a step out get some in now let your edge out to some ice book you'll be heavy in my mind can you get the heck out i need rest now got me bummed out you so you so you is like the song that i've had just on repeat all year and i think because especially since it came to me at the beginning of the year it was like during that time that we have already just talked about where it was just rough in the winter you know thinking about getting out and just waiting for the return of, of good days and it just has this really nostalgic feel and I don't know, it gives you that feeling of like, I'm a bit sad, but I'm also looking forward to when I can play this in the summer, you know, chilling on a river, by a canal or whatever, and just like, enjoying the good days finally. So, SZA, good days, love, love, love that tune. Solid choice. Um, for myself, um, I would say I've got quite a few, I've got a few runners-ups. But I will start with the best song. And I thought you might pick this dumb, but Intimidated. Good song, great song, great song. Kate Nanda is back. And whenever that thing, that you know, this next product drops, this has got me excited. With with her, just this is this is him in his SoundCloud bag. This is him at his best. Just melodic, airy goodness. Um, phenomenal track. It's not even been out that long. It's been out like a month or so, I think. But it's already straight in there in the pantheon. Um, and then yeah, honourable mentions. I'm glad this track got released in the end because when 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 Drake aired the snippet and you I knew just you were gonna heard, say this one. <laughs> you heard Stax <laughs> just honestly going into a place where you, you wouldn't think someone's necessarily gonna go on someone else's track. 
Hey, Miss Donda, you're running to my mama, please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller, reminding me, hey, keep rolling. Oh no, maybe she has with the prick of a blade of grass. I've been laying on way too long, got me itchy, got up and roamed a little more. You were just instantly was like, need to hear this. And then it came out, and thankfully, uh, Kanye changed his verse, and he had a decent ghostwriter on it, and all was, all was well. There was a version without the weird bleeps over the swear words. Fred again, Kyle, I find you, and also Vince, Law of Averages. So, giving you four there. But best song, Kate Trana, Intimidated. Get to know. So, uh, my honourable mentions are Quaker with Sante, Feel Something. I'm waiting for the perfect moment. These days be my heart I've been following him for a few years. I guess, I guess, like a white label artist unsigned, but makes just phenomenal music. Uh, Little Sims, Woman, that's, I mean, look, it's, it's the album of the year. It's one of the best tracks on the album. Um, and then uh, my kind of final runner up before the joint winners is, uh, uh, Baby Keem, Family Ties, because uh, just Kendrick coming in, just smoking on your top five tonight, tonight, <laughs> smoking on your, what's his name? Um, just, yeah, when that came out, it came out at the right time. And then for me, very different top tracks. Uh, so, uh, Girl Like Me, Jasmine Sullivan and her, you put those two on a track, something ridiculous is going to happen and something ridiculous did happen. And Ten Commandments by Chip. Hashtag murky, but you're not a murker. Promise when I finish with this coconut, I'm gonna push his hairline back further. So no more Dubai, go Turkey. Cause that hairline needs surgery. I don't wanna hear about hashtag murky. Them boy, that's a can't murk me. Uh, I just... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was my most listened to track. <laughs> I was sold by Spotify. Like, Stormzy's out here now just kind of like being an Ed Sheeran type because he realised like this grind game has got some savages. And um, yeah, Chip, sadly, I think, is going to never be able to be the artist he can be because he's been so good at this one specific element of music. But yeah, Ten Commandments is, is, is just unbelievable dick of the year can only be one dame cressida dick <laughs> the chief of all dicks uh boss of the met for those who are uninitiated um what reasons you might ask how many how many do you want how is she still in that job <laughs> this this happens every year how is she still in the job it's because it, there, there comes a point where like, like, like a friend of mine, I'm not gonna say who it is, um, used to just say he finished university, said he had a degree, and it got to the point where in his current job, he'd then been promoted so many times that when they found out, the problem was then with the organisation and not with him for not telling the truth. 
And I feel like it's when it, there comes a point where you just ha- you end up having to protect an incompetent person because it have how it reflects on you. And I feel like that's the case in so many of these like government like like, like in, in like, suits, <laughs> basically. Pretty much, pretty much. Like there was the John Charles the, the Menezes thing. Once yeah. she'd survived that, she's there forever because there were so many organizational and institutional and structural failures that for someone to survive that, like they would, if they wanted to, they could just sing like a canary. And then that would be, that would be that for everyone. So yeah, I mean, like I say, Sarah Everard, the way the the vigil was policed, and then you've had the Daniel Morgan case and they're going to sue now. So that's going to go back to court and then refuse to investigate any government crime, even though we've seen the parties in 4k. In 4K, see my man doing doing up the chase on 4K, <laughs> and we we can't it's no crime. Sorry, can't we can't we can't police crimes that have already happened. Sorry, okay, nice one. Yeah, it's it's Dick, Alana. I kind of have two because both just equally irritate me. One, I'll do the quick one first. So there was a German countess uh, who died and Sorry. left her $80 million fortune to her fucking dog in the middle of <laughs> our Lord's Pan's Labyrinth, the pandemic. And I actually can't believe this. And the dog somehow, don't know how, bought a $6 million condo in Fuck the off. United States. So <laughs> I, I don't dog know was it? Snoop what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but that person's an utter dick. Um, the dog is fine. It's everybody around the dog that sucks. Uh, and then, secondly, everyone on public transportation who doesn't seem to know that your nose, your mouth, your throat, your sinuses, all of those shits are connected. And thus, that is why you need to cover both your mouth and your nose when you're wearing a mask on public transportation. All of those people are complete dicks, especially the ones where when they're told, please, can you cover your mouth and your nose, act like (laughs) they were born yesterday and didn't understand that there was a pandemic going on for the last two years. So all of you guys can, um, you know, and eat it. I don't have because I love that. I've never died a long time. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's quite graphic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Just anti-vaxxers in general as well. Oh yeah, anti-maskers. Like if it's not the twin towers, it's something else, and we've got our new conspiracy, and I'm sick of them. This is this is the thing, though. This is what I don't get. We've seen the last two years, eighteen months, and anyone knows that has worked anywhere. Like the idea that there is this big conspiracy holding everything together is so far fetched. <laughs> like no one knows about anything going on anywhere. No boss mm. knows what his his workforce is doing. None. Have you seen the incompetence of our government and people think <laughs> I mean. that they could be part of a criminal conspiracy to control the world? Yeah. Like, <laughs> someone's going to spill it, aren't they? Like, on, like, how can you think those people can, one, do it effectively, two, keep the secret, when they're literally out on the piss and doing quizzes every every other night? 
Exactly. So, Michael Gove just... in the rape. <laughs> These countries, sorry. <laughs> My dick of the year is the referee that called the Anthony Edwards dunk a charge, <laughs> where he decided to send Gabe Vincent of the Miami Heat into the Never Realm. That is one of the most violent things you can see. And have you seen the video where they focus on um, uh, PJ yes. Tucker's face on the bench? <laughs> PJ Tucker is watching a grown man be murdered on a basketball court. It doesn't know how to act. So the referee that called that a charge, dick of the year. So I think we, we all wanted to finish up this year just with a word or more or fewer, depending on how each of us feel about Nate. Um, it was an event which dominated uh, our year, and was it was it was a marker point for me personally. Like you're never expecting to have to sort of react and change your life beyond that point when something like that happens to you. Um, and personally, I know we, we said previously like how Nate makes us feel and what an important person he was to each of us. To me, I said to myself the best way I thought that I could honour him was like by matching his ambition and his drive and his work rate. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's that's all I could do. That's the, that's the only way I sort of knew how to move forwards. I didn't really want to move on. Moving on was is 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 not the word I want. It was moving forwards because life's changed. Life has changed. We had to set up a new WhatsApp, and it's little things like that. It's little moments like that that you don't expect where it just constantly reaffirms the fact that someone that you cared so much about was gone. Um, yeah, it's, it's little moments like that which are the ones which sort of really get me. But I, I'm... I know he'd be really, really, really like proud of, of what each of us has done. And like you say, he was just, I know others will talk more of just how much of a hype man he was, how much he got behind people, how much of a, a lover and a supporter he was of everything we did. And I personally am, am happy that I, I feel like each of us are continuing to sort of live his memory in, in the best way. Um, so yeah, like personally for me, it's... It is something which I do still think about a lot, and I have had I've had one counselling session to talk about it. I, I, it's something I'm probably pursuing more when I'm in a more stable space to keep doing that. But yeah, it's it it for me it, it's happy memories, which is which is a good thing. Um, and I, it's I'm not looking back on this year as negatively as I might have expected to. Um, given what what had happened tonight so yeah it's i think it's it's something which we should 
we should be pleased with 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 how we've sort of progressed. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I think what you just said there about um, the WhatsApp group—that is—it's something that um, that strikes a chord because I was just a couple of weeks ago um, watching an interview with Chimamanda Adichie, and she was talking about her book Notes on Grief, and one of the things that so the book's about um, how she's dealt with losing her father, and one of the things that she said about when you lose someone that's close to you is just how it's not fair because your life changes in a way that you have no control over and usually when something so dramatic or something so big in your life that changes you to that level you'd want to have some kind of control over it and it's like the past tensification of talking about Nate which is the bit that I struggle with um I'm thinking about him and saying he was this he was that that is to this day something I, I I really I I can't I have to force myself to do it and it, it just doesn't feel right um I think with I, I remember when we spoke about him when we we did the dedication podcast episode um I'm not sure if we'd had the funeral by that point but I definitely hadn't dealt with it pre the funeral at the funeral I had a cry and I remember, I remember leaving the the crematorium and just crying outside and saying, I was just saying to myself, like, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. This is not fair. That that someone like that, with so much promise and so much beauty and so much, so much positivity, had to lose his life like that and had to go so soon. And it's just it's just something I think that's kind of one of the things that has underlined twenty twenty one. It's just this lack of fairness, which isn't a twenty twenty one thing. I mean, it's a forever thing. But there's just it. It just seems like the world is getting more and more cruel. And I think what happened with Nate definitely underlined that. Um, and whilst I thought that having a cry at the funeral was like me starting my grieving process, like I've realised in the last couple of months that I. I'm nowhere near. I'm nowhere near. It just got to the point where there were so many other things that were happening this year. It was just like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And you kind of keep moving on uh, just in the moment. And and I've started therapy in the last few weeks just because I fully recognize that I'm nowhere near the point of healing that I need to be with that and other things that have happened this year. But I think with Nate, we all... <sighs> It it just it his memory grabs me in the most random of times now, like <laughs> I was watching the um, the tribe called Quest documentary the other day, and one of the people interviewed in it was Pharrell, and I swear to God, watch an interview with Pharrell, and you will hear and see Nate. The mannerisms are almost identical. The positivity, the exuberance, and the passion with which they speak about certain things, I, like you, you, we all know that Nate loved Pharrell. Mate. He loved the Neptunes and NERD. And I can see it so much and it's little moments like that. And the vast majority of times when I see something or have a memory of Nate, it's always positive, but it's then the second that positivity dies, it's back to to Nate being in the past tense. And I don't, I, I hope that some stage soon, I don't expect it to be soon, but I hope that at some stage soon that becomes a little bit less 
painful and that I can think about the positives a little bit more but just his girlfriend his family it's 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 yeah I've I've, I've still not got to where I would have liked to have been with it but I think what it has done is it's I think I've always been quite an empathetic person, but I think it's just, it's unlocked a level beyond that for me now, where I try and think a little bit more deeply and feel a little bit more deeply, because I feel like, stupidly, I feel like if I'd have done that better beforehand, things could have been different with Nate, which I know isn't the case. I know isn't the case, but little things like, um, so a good friend of the podcast and one of Nate's, coincidentally one of Nate's best friends, Sonny, lives in Virginia now, had a daughter, um, I think 15 months ago now, and his mum was, for the first time, a couple of days ago, able to go over to the States and meet her granddaughter, see her son for the first time in two years. <laughs> I was almost in tears thinking about that, because of how beautiful it is, and seeing people be reconnected. I know, Dan, you went through very similar as well earlier this year, and there is so much beauty that's still out there in the face of all this pain that people have been feeling and I think that is just one of the things that that I try and hang on to now like obviously it's one of the worst things that's happened to us losing one of our close friends like that but then at the same time my work's going well I'm in the best relationship I could ever dream of I'm surrounded by amazing people so god it made it the worst start to the year possible and I'll never forget receiving that phone call and having to call a couple of you in this in this in this group to to explain what had happened and it was it'll always live with me but yeah we just gotta we just gotta keep moving yeah um, i'm not gonna say too much i think you guys have spoken really beautifully um i just wanted to kind of echo what was said about kind of thinking about him in the most kind of odd like moments and like what I've found is that I'll be having a good time and I'll be, and I'll think about him in that moment. And I'm like, that's really weird. Like not weird because it'd be like, so like I've been just started seeing someone and we were just hanging out, having a good time. And I just had this like powerful, like memory of Nate. And it was, and like obviously something in me just changed. She was like, Oh, what's, what's going on? I was like, I was just, just thinking about my friend and kind of, telling her about it and it's just like it is it's like I don't have these moments where I sit and kind of directly think about about him but he's just there and I know like Dom you said January to March was 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 rough and it, and it was and I really feel it took me until like October November to kind of recover and I do think a big part of it was like I had November and it was like right Dom's having a having a thing and Alana's having a thing and I kind of was like I'm coming down and just that ability to be out and be among people um, mm. and kind of doing the pod in person and stuff like that but yeah um, just I think what what Nate did, we've all, I think from the inception of this podcast we've always had this kind of we keep moving we give thanks we keep moving we give thanks and like seeing you guys have your successes kind of I, I, I love being able to celebrate that and it kind of pushes me on and I know that there's that kind of positive feedback loop um, Nate celebrated every kind of success no matter how 
small it was. Um, and that's, yeah, he, he was, and, and it, it, you're right, Dom, that using of the past tense kind of still messes me up. But yeah, um, and I, I've, I've been a lot about the phrase will be missed. Um, and it's, it's an odd one for me because it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you even have to word it, but I don't feel like I, I miss him because I don't feel like he's lost. When I kind of see Dan being one of the people to watch in his industry, um, for me, there's like, I can just see Nate kind of celebrating that. When I hear you, Dom, kind of being offered a directorship, it's like, yeah, I can see Nate in that with Alana when you're kind of like, you said last year, I want to kind of make a move into the fitness industry and then you're in the fitness industry. I see Nate in that. When I kind of am um, doing up big acting jobs, <laughs> I see Nate in that. So it's like, I don't miss him. I feel like we're like, it's not been something that we've spoken about uh, explicitly, but that idea of like, kind of keep pushing for far more than you might even think is capable is a real sign of us having known him, I think. Yeah, great. Yeah, I really love um, this idea of the people that we, whose like physical forms we don't get to be around anymore, still existing in ways that we can't even necessarily comprehend or articulate. And I am grateful to have a belief system and a sort of cultural background that supports that anyway, because this is the first year. Um, that I celebrated Day of the Dead, which is a you know Mexican holiday, um, probably shared by other cultures too, where you you remember the dead and you honor them, but you don't. It's not like they're not there. It's more like you just don't see them anymore. But yeah. they're there. Like there's a tradition, you know. You you know, if someone's buried, you go to their gravesite and you'll like drink tequila <laughs> at their grave and you'll like leave their favorite foods and you'll eat their favorite foods and it's kind of like a party <laughs> in a cemetery it is yeah and I just I really think that having some sort of ritual or some way to kind of contextualize losing someone in their physical form uh helps me personally and I also think it's just a really beautiful way to grapple with uh mortality you know that of those we love and of our own and um I think when it you know comes to what happened with Nate I I don't really have an expectation of the process of how any of us are meant to process this it'll be different for everybody and I think sometimes you'll go through stages that you didn't even expect to be there um like for me I definitely felt in the beginning this sort of imposter syndrome of like oh I don't even have a right to really feel as strongly as I do because I didn't know this person as well as you guys um and then that went from like this weird survivor's guilt where like when I would have a moment where I would laugh in the beginning or have fun, I felt like I didn't, I felt kind of wrong <laughs> for enjoying that mm. part of life um, to the point where I am now where it's like, yeah, I went to therapy too. And I'm kind of like working on loving myself and loving others and really trying to be more present and 
I don't know, just cherishing life and enjoying life. And I think that's the best way that we can sort of honor anyone that we kind of lose is by remembering how precious just it is to exist. Um, and, you know, and we'll forget that because we're human, but just um, trying to live life to the fullest and, and love as many people as I can. Um, and, yeah, I think the experience with Nate really kind of, I don't know, it's made me a better human being in a way. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. And that is it. 12 episodes packed in to 12 months. Uh, we're going to be back. We the foot is on the next now. The foot is on the next. <laughs> <laughs> you you heard that? You heard that, Jello. Big thanks to all of our day ones because he's basically all day ones at this point still. And you know what happens when you get to the fourth album? <laughs> Bad things. All in all seriousness, thanks so much to everyone that's listened everyone that's supported everyone that's shared with someone they know everyone leaving the comments comments have been blowing up the last few months we're just going to keep keep driving it pushing it on but happy holidays joyous Kwanzaa Indeed. and a wonderful year. Them thing there. <laughs> see ya see ya